Smith Field. Brian Dillingham is our guest on the pregame show. Number one, have you have you worn that number the whole time you were here? I have, yeah. I wore it all at junior college and here. So you're from uh, Florida. How do you adapt to the chilly weather we have to play ball in up here? Uh, you know, sometimes it's not easy, especially the first game we played these guys. Uh, it was like 30 degrees, a little rain, and uh, maybe a little snow was happening. But, um, you know, just kind of just a mindset. You just kind of get over it at this point. Been here for my third year, so kind of just going through it all. It's really nothing anymore. Just wear some sleeves and get after it. You're one of those guys they call a super senior, and uh, you lost a little time uh, during COVID and, and also for some surgery. Yes, sir. I had uh, Tommy John surgery my second year at State College of Florida in Brainton. And then the COVID year obviously set everyone back, and it was a rough year for everybody. But, you know, you just kind of just work your way through it. I did a lot of work with my dad back home. Didn't get to play ball much, but just staying in the routine and working out. And uh, we actually built a cage down there to kind of stay with the routine and try our best just to make it through like everybody else. As I recall, when you came here, you were a middle infielder. I was, yeah. They recruited me. It was just utility play, but I started off at second base and played some third base and some fall scrimmages, but uh, they just kind of, JT kind of took off in the year after COVID, so I kind of figured he would play second, then coach just put me wherever I could. I'd rather be on the field than off, and so I'll do anything I can to help the team win. So how have you adapted uh, to playing outfield? I actually played more outfield at junior college than I did infield, so... It really wasn't too hard. Just kind of get out there, a little, little freedom out there. It feels like you should get out there and roam around, catch some fly balls, and just kind of get after everybody, kind of learn from even the younger guy like Luke and then Nate Sanders, who unfortunately is hurt right now. But you just kind of get after with them out there, kind of fill out the outfield and everything. You just learn from all those guys. You batted right before Galloway the other night after he hit his – uh, before he hit his Grand Slam home run, and you drew a walk to load the bases. I think it was a 3-1 th- count. I'm not sure. But uh, that was that was a key part of the, the inning, I think. Uh, you know, I just try my best. If it's something I don't like, I'm trying not to swing at it. I mean, we all go chasing sometimes. I'm pretty sure I chased a slider in uh, the dirt to get that one strike, but uh, he kept on me slider, so I was able to see it. And he threw the night before, so I figured they were going to slider me to death. So the first time I faced him on uh, well, Thursday, uh, he slided me, struck me out first bat, then he kept on sliders, and I had base hit to left field to continue the game and hopefully win it. And then facing him the next day, he just continued those sliders, and even though I chased one pitch, I was able to see it through and see the balls down and away and uh, get on base. And then luckily Gallery came up and hit that big grand slam for us. You're one of the guys that usually does not come out of the game for defensive purposes. In fact, he'll move you around from right to left or center sometimes, whatever the case may be. Yeah, he uh, he has faith in me out there, and uh, I continue to show him every day why he should have faith in me, and I'm going to do, even if I don't get to play in the starting lineup and I go out there late in the game, I'm going to do what I have to do to help the team win, save a run, throw somebody out, anything I can do. We just I just want to win at the end of the day like everybody. I could care less about my individual stats. I just want to enjoy my last year and keep on winning, get to the tournament, hopefully regional, and then just continue to be successful here. Great. Been uh, a pleasure watching you play, and uh, let's go get them tonight. Yes, sir, we will. Thank you very much for having me. And that's a very personable young man, Brian Dillingham. Where's number one? As he said, he's worn that number all through uh, 
junior college and now at Middle Tennessee. So the Raiders are, are really glad to have Brian. And we will take a break. Be back. Starting lineups coming away next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Middle Tennessee and Belmont tonight from Reese Smith Field. Time now for the starting lineups presented by the Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four right here in Murfreesboro. And, John, what do you got? Well, uh, leading off, we've got three left-handed uh, Hitters for the, the Bruins from Belmont. Leading off, uh, playing left field will be Carson Shacklett. Uh, batting second, playing right field, John Behrens. And center fielder Guy Lipscomb will be batting in the three hole. Uh, in the cleanup spot, Brody Heaton will bat fourth. Tommy Kreider, the catcher, bats fifth. The designated hitter, Mason Landers, is the DH batting sixth. Batting seventh, the third baseman, Logan Jarvis. Batting uh, eighth, the second baseman, Jack Capobianco. And then in the nine hole will be the shortstop, Grayson Taylor. Jordan Zucker, who started against uh, the Raiders back in February uh, up in Nashville, will be on the mound. He's a right-hander, and we'll talk about him more later. For the Blue Raiders, uh, Pretty familiar cast of characters this afternoon. Leading off will be the shortstop, Foster Lopez. Batting second, second baseman, J.T. Mabry. Designated hitter, Wyatt Morgan, will be uh, batting third in the cleanup spot. And this is a change. 
Briggs runner that will be catching, uh, filling in for Mason Spears. He's taking the day off. Batting fifth, first baseman Tatsunori Nagishi. Batting sixth, left fielder Jackson Galloway. Batting seventh, third baseman Brett Coker. Uh, batting eighth, the right fielder, your uh, pregame guest, Brian Dillingham. And batting eighth, the center fielder, Luke Vinson. On the mound will be Jack Julian, right-hander. He had to start a week ago at Lipscomb and pitched very, very well. Pitched five scoreless innings in that game, so we're looking for uh, more good things from Julian uh, tonight. Umpires meeting with the two head coaches at home plate. Uh, Dave Jarvis in his 25th year as head coach at Belmont. Jim Tolman in his fourth year as head coach at Middle Tennessee. The umpires, uh, David Bailey behind the plate, David Mayberry at first, and Bo Whitaker will be the third base umpire. Before we uh, get this one underway, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. And the Raiders take the field. To the pitcher's mound will be right-hander Jack Julian, 6'4", 225. He is a freshman from the Chattanooga area, Hickson, Tennessee, out of Hickson High School. And uh, Jack Julian making his fourth start, seventh appearance. He's thrown 15 in the third innings, given up 17 runs, all but one of them earned. 22 hits, 14 walks, 10 strikeouts, a 9.39 ERA, a 1-0 record. And uh, Dick, it's that uh, walk-to-strikeout ratio that had been getting him trouble earlier in the season. Looks like he overcame that problem uh, last week up in Nashville. He's taking his warm-up shots with catcher Briggs Rudder. Raiders defensively will have Brett Coker at third, Fausto Lopez at short, JT Mabry at second, and Tatsunori Nagishi at first, Jackson Galloway in left, Luke Benson in center, Brian Dillingham in right field as uh, Belmont's leadoff hitter Carson Shacklett waiting to step into the box. I'd like to say hello to the Witherspoons, uh, Don and Hannah. Miss Hannah had, was scheduled to have uh, her surgery today. I don't know if she feels like listening to us ramble on or not, but if, she, if you're listening, Miss Hannah, we wish you the best. Absolutely. Wish you were here. We miss the uh, we miss the goodies, but we miss your smiling face even more. We sure do, Dick. One of our great uh, Blue Raider fans. But she supports all of them, doesn't she? As John mentioned, second meeting of the season, Belmont uh, actually after losing their opening game, won 10 straight, and Middle Tennessee was right in the middle of that winning streak for them. And uh, since then, they've not slowed down. They are 23 and 13 on the year. They beat the Raiders 11 to one on that very cold and nasty day at Rose Park in Nashville. Here is Carson Chaclet to lead it all. He's the left fielder. First three hitters in their lineup will bat from the left side against the right-hander, Jack Julian. Plate umpire set, he says play ball. So Julian's ready to deliver the first pitch of the game. And there it is. And it's a strike called as he attempted to bunt. Bunted through it. 
And the count is 0-1. I'm at about 6.03, John. Well, we got it just before it turned to 6.03. Can you believe that? One strike to count on Shacklett, junior left fielder for the Bruins. Strike on the outside corner. Nothing and two. Shacklett out of Brentwood High School. So he's a mid-state product. Be a lot of Tennessee kids in this game tonight on both sides. Julian's pitch swung on, fouled out of play. And the count remains two strikes to Carson Shacklett. They stack those left-handed hitters at the top of the lineup. And they'll have a couple of more down in the lower part of the lineup. Here's the pitch, high outside. And look at the Raiders, they're in a, a mini shift. They're playing Mabry about 25, 30 feet yeah. out into right field for this left-handed hitter. And Lopez playing near the bag at second. Coker is pulled way off the bag at third. Pitch fouled out of play. Now this is one of those situations where we're you're just daring him to go down the uh, left field line. Well, he tried to lay down a bunt on the first pitch and uh, bunted through it. And now it's fouled off two, three pitches. Count one and two to Shacklett. And the pitch to the plate swung on, hit in the air into left field. Galloway back and makes the play, and the sun is in my eyes. John, did he have any trouble with that fly He ball? did not. He uh, took about one and a half steps back and just waited on the baseball. And, and you're right, Dick. It, uh, it's that time of day that it's sun is shining in our eyes, shadows running, uh, uh, everything. Oh, let's see, that line is right about uh, uh, in that second to third baseline all the way out to the fence in right field. Here's John Barons, takes the first pitch outside. Barons, the right fielder, another left-handed hitter, hitting an even 300 on the season, four homers, 23 runs batted in for Barons. Swinging a line drive, base hit left field, just past the outstretched glove of Brett Coker. Well, they were, uh, not playing that extreme shift, but uh, they were definitely giving him room over there on the left side. He took advantage of it. So there's the first hit of your ball game with Barron's the runner at first. And anybody who gets on base for Belmont is a threat to steal. Boy, you got that right. They're 17th in the nation in stolen bases as a team. Here's the center fielder, Guy Lipscomb who leads them in stolen bases. He's just a sophomore. Julian throws to first and the runner back. Lipscomb is their leading hitter at 378, and he's also the second leading hitter in the OVC. He's fourth in runs scored and fifth in on-base percentage. And he hits a shot up the middle, just past Mabry's glove, picked up by Benson. The throw will be to third. It is a late and the Bruins will have runners at first and third with one out. 
So those first two hits, John, have come just out of the reach of Raider infielders. Another six or eight inches the other way, and they would have been line drive outs. Well, uh, how many times do you have to say baseball is a game of inches, and uh, those inches are not working in our favor at this moment. First and third, one out. Here is Brody Heaton, cleanup hitter. He's a right-handed batter. Hitting 287 with seven home runs. Middle infielders back. Looking for a ground ball they might be able to turn two on. Heaton was uh, two for four against the Raiders up in Nashville, a single and uh, a double. Stole the base, also walked. But we got him, uh, struck him out twice. Another throw to first. He leads their team in strikeouts with 39 in 36 games. So he is a strikeout candidate. Pitch is a strike called at the knees. That one had a little wrinkle. Runner faked going to second. That's Lipscomb. Now he is the stolen base leader. He's got 28 of them. 28 out of 38 attempts. One strike to Heaton, another throw to first. The only thing you have to be careful about is making a good throw to first with that runner on third. One oh, strike to count. Lipscomb uh, stole a couple of bases. Who's that first? Stole a couple Swung of Swung on, hit oh. the center field. That was going to drop. A run is in. Runners will be at first and second. Heaton singles to center. Well, so far, Julian has not uh, fooled anybody. No, it's and it's not like they're necessarily scorching him, but uh, they are making contact, putting the ball in play, and that's going to get a mound visit. One run on three hits. As Coach Jerry Myers will make a visit to the mound. First and second with one out. The batter will be Tommy Kreider. He's the catcher. Also a good hitter, has eight home runs. So the Raiders have kind of made a habit of getting behind in the early innings, John, and, and tonight is no exception. Well, you don't like to do that because that means you gotta to get yourself back even. You gotta dig and dig and dig. But I, I guess we showed that we can do that digging one run at a time. Uh, showed that Saturday, didn't On it? Saturday, yeah. Game time temperature, by the way, 59 degrees, clear skies, winds out of the north-northwest at four miles an hour. Wind seems to have died down a little bit from uh, the way it was blowing when we came to the park. I actually see some folks in the crowd in short sleeves. I have a feeling they won't be that way for very long. Runners first and second, one out. Kreider, right-handed batter. Then they've got the runner picked off second. Throw to Mabry, he'll throw it over there to Coker. Now they're gonna have two men at second base. One of this, tag them all, tag everybody. <laughs> the runner on first broke to second when he saw that the uh, runner on second base, Lipscomb, was gonna be a sure out. So they had two men standing on second base. Lipscomb is out. 
That would be uh, one, two, four, two, five, I think. I'm going to have to look that one up. And that is out number two. Heaton goes into second base on the play. So two outs. Kreider still looking for a first pitch from Julian. Here it is, and it's high for ball one. So two outs in the inning. So credit the Raider defense for some alert play there as they caught Lipscomb way off the bag at second. Julian comes set. Looks back at second base and the pitch. Missed inside. Trying to clip that inside corner, but got too far inside. Count two balls and no strikes to Kreider. Tommy Kreider out of Madison, Alabama. Catcher. Also DHs a lot. Julian with the pitch. And Miss Lowe for ball three. Three and oh. They're calling that a pickoff, not a caught stealing. Yeah, he was definitely picked off. And they're saying one to four to to five on yeah. the scoring. That's what we had, wasn't it? I think so. Three balls, no strikes to Kreider. And he had the green light, took a full swing and fouled it off the screen, three and one. Kreider did not play in that game back in February against the Raiders. Landers, the DH, waiting to hit next. Belmont leading one to nothing. We're in the top of the first inning, just underway here at beautiful Reese Smith Field. Runner leads at second. As the ball hit to left field, Galloway is back, still going back, reaches up and got it. Takes it in for out number three. So Julian, after giving up uh, three straight singles, comes out of there not too bad off. One run on three hits. <clears throat> And one man left on base. We'll go to the bottom of the first inning. It's Belmont 1, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis and Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis and Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis and Associates online at gcpas.com. play here news radio wgns we go to the bottom of the first inning raiders trailing one to nothing fausto lopez will lead off followed by jt mabry and wyatt morgan 
On the mound for the uh, for the Bruins is Jordan Zucker. He's 6'3", 205, a freshman from Hendersonville. Jordan Zucker making his eighth start, eighth appearance. He's thrown 17 innings, which means he, he's been starting these midweek games, just not going very deep. He's given up nine runs all earned on 24 hits, eight walks, eight strikeouts, a 4.76 ERA, a one-and-one record. And you're telling me he started against the Raiders in that he did. Cold February game in Nashville. He went three innings, gave up a run on five hits, a walk, and six strikeouts in that appearance. Fausto Lopez takes a pitch outside, ball one. Around the infield, he will have Logan Jarvis at third base, Grayson Taylor, the shortstop. There's a strike call. Jack Capobianco at second base, and Brody Heaton at first with Shacklin in left, Lipscomb in center. Barons in right, and Tommy Kreider behind the plate. There's a ground ball through for a base hit to right field. So Lopez leads off the Raider first. Single in the hole between first and second. And he is there for J.T. Mabry. Mabry has boosted his batting average considerably in the last week, 281 coming in. Had a great weekend against uh, Charlotte. So Fausto, the runner at first. Nobody out as Zuger comes set and the first pitch in there for a strike. Nothing in one to Mabry with Wyatt Morgan waiting to hit next. Bottom half of inning number one. Still got a few folks coming into the ballpark. And throw to first very close, oh. but Lopez <laughs> just back. Well, today is a good day to come out to the ballpark. $2 uh, Tuesday, $2 tickets, $2 hot dogs, $2, I think, soft drinks. There's a pitch just missed. One and one to Mabry. That would have been a good promotion on 2-22-22 when the Raiders played at Belmont. Would it not? There's a ball hit to right field. Coming in a few steps and then backing up one is Barons. He'll take that fly ball for out number one here in the first inning. And with one out, the batter is Wyatt Morgan. Blue Raider DH. He's hitting 312. And has taken over the lead for uh, players with considerable at-bats. Morgan, a left-handed batter. And that would be anybody with more than 25 at-bats. Throw to first, and Fausto back in there. Belmont is a very good defensive team. They're probably the best defensive team numbers-wise that we have faced this season. Another throw to first. Their fielding percentage is an unheard of 984. And that means they've only committed 21 errors and they have played, this is their 37th game. Ground ball to second. They will go to second out there, throw to first. Out there, that is a 4-6-3 double play and will retire the Raiders 
here in the first inning. So they turned that double play perfectly as the Raiders go down with no runs, one hit, but nobody left on base. We have completed one full inning. It's Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the top half of inning number two. It will be Mason Landers. Landers is hitting 407, but he's had limited at bats, 11 out of 27 uh, for the season. This will be his seventh start. And uh, why not get a guy in there who's hitting over 400? Oh, well, you, you definitely want to try and play that hot hand, I would think. He is the DH for the Bruins in this game. Landers, a right-handed batter. Sophomore out of Shelbyville, Shelbyville High School. Just over there this morning. We're in Shelbyville or Shelbyville High School? Both. Really? Shelbyville, Tennessee, Shelbyville High School. Landers did not play against the Raiders in February. Here is Jack Julian's first pitch. It's outside for ball one. Glad to have all of you along for the broadcast tonight, including those who may be watching us on Conference USA. Swinging a foul back. One and one. Dr. Rich over a couple of doors down doing the radio broadcast for Belmont as he has for a number of years. The one one pitch outside. He just recently retired from the university, but he continues to do the radio broadcast for baseball and women's basketball. And always good to see him. Two balls and a strike, the pitch. Swung on, hit to right field. Dillingham back on the warning track, looking up and reaching up to take it right off the top of the fence. He didn't have any more room to go out there. Dick, I thought that ball was going to get out of here. Well, if the wind had been uh, out of the south, it would have been way gone. Yeah. That's the first out in the second inning. Landers gave it a ride to the opposite field. Ran out of gas just in time for the Raiders. 
Logan Jarvis is the batter, third baseman. Bats from the left side. He is the middle son of head coach Dave Jarvis. Pitch is outside, ball one. Dick Denny, your son has played for you? Unfortunately, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strike call. I tried my best just to treat them like everybody else. Sometimes their mama did not understand that. <laughs> Here is Zuber's pitch, and it's a strike, or uh, Julian's pitch, a strike called, one and two. Jarvis hitting 248, has a home run. One out here in the second inning. Belmont leading one to nothing. Jack Julian with the pitch. Just missed oh. that outside corner. Close pitch. Boy, it sure was. Two and two. And it was not low. I hope that doesn't mean we've got a narrow strike zone tonight. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Hit up the middle. Just ticked. The pitcher's glove as it went on its way into center field. That'll be a base hit for Jarvis. Almost got his glove up in time. That'll be the fourth hit off Julian. And with one out, the batter is Keppel Bianco. Junior, he's out of London, Kentucky. Switch hitter, 5'11", 190. Went to North Laurel High School in Kentucky. One for five against Raider pitching in February, including a couple of strikeouts. Runner at first, one out, throw to first, and the runner back. It's Jarvis. After a base hit up the middle, he's the runner at first. Julian comes set. And the pitch outside. Mm. One ball, no strikes to Capobianco. Shadows have just about covered the field, but the lights have not been turned on yet. Still got a lot of daylight. A one ball count. The runner leads at first and draws a throw. Back in time is Jarvis. Three thirty down each line here. Three ninety-five to straightaway center field at Reese Smith Field. And the pitch is taken for a strike. One ball, one strike to Capabianco. Three sixty-five to left center and right center, and the scoreboard in right center. Just behind the fence above the 365 mark there. And if you're familiar with the ballpark, the Lee Victory Wall of Champions is in left field. The pitch is check swing and he went around. Count and will go to one and two. Didn't even have to ask on that one. Lee Victory Wall of Champions named after the longtime supporter of Middle Tennessee Athletics from the Smyrna area. 
whose daughter is now the mayor of Smyrna. John, Mary Esther? Absolutely. Line drive, Coker's oh. off his glove. Everybody's going to be safe. And Fausto recognized nobody was covering third. He sprinted over there. Coker had that one to just carry him off his glove. That's going to be an error. That'll be an E5. That was a potential double play ball had he been able to handle it cleanly. It looked like uh, it was, um, it didn't hit the ground, right? It looked like a long drive to me. Was, is that how you saw it? I think so. First and second one out. Here's Taylor, the number nine hitter. Shortstop. And the pitch to the plate is a strike called. Grayson Taylor, he's a junior. Coming in at 212 on the season. Taylor out of Coleman, Alabama, Coleman High School. Had a pretty good uh, afternoon against the Raiders in Nashville. Uh, had uh, a couple of singles, a double. Uh, that ball close. in the dirt gets past Rudder. Runners will advance. That will be a wild pitch. And ball one to Taylor. So moving up to third is Jarvis. And up to second, Capabianco. Scoreboard shows strike two. Did he offer it that pitch? Must have. If it's strike two, I guess he did. That ball was in the dirt. Went all the way to the backstop. In fact, it bounced high. And the pitch to the plate is a strike call. And yes, it was a two strike count. Taylor called out on strikes for out number two. Julian picks up his first strikeout and it came at a good got a good spot guys oh, sure did uh, got runners at uh, second and third with less than two outs that's the situation that you really want to put some point, uh, runs on the board here's Shacklett who flied to left field in the first inning Julian now has a chance to get out of this thing with nothing across Shacklett, a left-handed batter. Runners second and third, two outs. Pitches outside for ball one. A week ago tonight, Julian was a little bit sharper than this. Yeah. Uh, especially early in the game and actually got better as the game went on. He pitched out of a couple of jams early, but was not getting behind hitters like he has been tonight. The pitch. Strike call, caught the inside corner. That was a good pitch. Well, if you can throw that one to the left-handed hitter consistently, you're gonna do uh, do just fine with this left-handed hit, hitting lineup. One ball, one strike to Shacklett. Jarvis the runner at third. Capabianco, the runner at second. And the right-hander comes set and delivers, and it's a fly ball left out of play. Count will go to one and two. Raiders will head southwest in a couple of days, heading to Ruston, Louisiana. For a three-game set with Louisiana Tech, 6 o'clock 
on Friday, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. And we'll be there and have all three games for you on the Blue Raider Network. Well, be careful. Pitch outside, 2 and 2. I tell Mr. Gross to be careful. I got a ticket once in, on I-20 in Ruston, Louisiana. Did you really? I did. 2 and 2. Well, I will forewarn him. Two on, two outs. And 2-2 two, two on the batter as Julian comes set. And the pitch. Laced foul down the left field line. Did that get in the bullpen? I don't know. We've got a couple of young rail birds. Went after that. I think they came up empty, though. I haven't seen Murph tonight. He may be at a high school game. He brought us some luck over the weekend. Did indeed. Need to get Sh that rascal out here every night. Showed up just in time. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Hit off his fist. That's a tough play, and it's going to be Mabry to first and in time. Had to throw it across his body. A high chopper had to go down low to get it, come up throwing across his body, and got the out at first. That's an excellent play by the Raiders second baseman, J.T. Mabry. In the second inning, no runs, one hit. There was an error, and two men left. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. You are listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Go to the bottom of the second inning. Briggs Rudder will lead it off for the Raiders. He's doing the catching tonight. Nagishi and Galloway to follow. Rudder hitting 250. Right-handed batter and the first pitch swung on, hit to right field. Early deep going back on the warning track. The right fielder is going to snare that one as he was moving toward the line when he caught the ball. And when he did, I, uh, it looked uh, like his left shoulder was very close to the pressure on that ball. So Rudder, after the first pitch, flies deep to right. That's a couple of fly balls we've had caught on the warning track out there. You gotta wonder if the ball is carrying to right tonight for some reason. Tatsunari Nagishi, the first baseman, will stand in, left-handed batter. Hitting 239 for the season, takes the strike at the knees. 
Guess she started the season playing in the outfield. Since he has moved to first, he has shown some great defensive ability playing around the bag there. The pitch. Strike two called, and the count will go to one and two. Nagishi backs out. Now look at the shift. The uh, the third baseman is playing like a shortstop. Ground ball right side, and the throw to first in time. I think that was the shortstop. That was the shortstop. Made the play. So Nagishi retired short to first for the second out. They must have uh, <laughs> borrowed a page from Charlotte's playbook. Looks like it. Charlotte was shifting all over the place this past weekend. Yeah, and they were shifting uh, quite often uh, based on the count. Well, they shifted a game down in the standings after that uh, three-game series. Here's Galloway. Pitches outside, ball one. Jackson, the hero of the comeback on Saturday against Charlotte. Well, after the weekend. With the Grand Slam home run. After the weekend, the Raiders uh, tied for fourth with Texas San Antonio. Southern Miss leads the league right now. Louisiana Tech, two games behind them. Ball smashed past the third baseman into left field. And Galloway is on it first with two men out. We'll see how they score that. They're giving it a hit. That's a base hit for Galloway. Second hit for the Raiders, and the batter is Brett Coker with two outs and a runner at first. F Belmont leading one to nothing. We're in the bottom of the second. FAU one in front of the Raiders in third place. There's a swing and a foul to the screen. Nothing in one. Now, Dick, the uh, first uh, first six places, uh, seven places in the league are pretty tight. ODU and UAB tied uh, for uh, sixth place. There's a the ball smashed to short. One big hop. They go to second, and that will retire the side. Good play by the shortstop, Taylor, as uh, – that one took a nice hop right in his glove. It was a hard smash, but he made the play, and that is all in the second inning for the Raiders. No runs, one hit, and one man left. We've completed two full innings. It is Belmont 1, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the third inning. The Raiders, uh, Jack Julian, would like a clean inning. He's had runners all over the place. First two innings, but only one has scored. Belmont's picked up four hits. The Raiders have picked a runner off. That was a big play back in the first inning. And then uh, had to work around an error in the second inning. But yeah, he was able to do that. That uh, pickoff kind of stymied what appeared to have big inning written all over it. John Behrens leads it off, fouls the first pitch off, strike one, left-handed hitter. Swung on, hits this one in the air down the left field line. Galloway back and reaches up, will make the catch for out number one. He's been a busy young man out in the outfield. That's his third put out. And we're just into the third inning. One out, the batter is Lipscomb. That ball sliced off of uh, Behrens' bat. Uh, goes opposite field and Galloway had to make his way towards the line. Pitch outside to Lipscomb for ball one. Guy Lipscomb out of Franklin. Played at Franklin High School. Here's the pitch and it misses outside. Ball two. And Julian continues to get behind the hitters as he'll have to come in with one now or see the count go to 3-0. and oh. Two balls, no strikes. Check swing, and the count does go to 3-0. and oh. Looked like he had the plate just low. No shifting for the Raiders this time. They're straight, straight up in the uh, infield and outfield. Three balls, no strikes. And the 3-0 pitch, low for ball four. Lipscomb draws a base on balls. Just the one you didn't want to walk. Team leader in stolen bases down at first base, and that's the first base on balls given up by Julian. With one out, the batter is Heaton. Singled up the middle in the first inning. Right-handed hitter. Raider infield. Playing for two as the throw goes to first, and Lipscomb is back. Lipscomb had a couple of stolen bases up in Nashville, but we caught him trying to steal in the first inning of that ball game. I think that was Mason Spears catching that night. Here's Julian out of the stretch. And the pitch. That's a strike call. Nothing in one to Heaton. Mabry is playing very close to second, so he will take the throw if Lipscomb tries to steal. And Lopez playing in the hole at shortstop, as he should for a right-handed batter. Throw to first, runner back. Well, Fausto, it looks like he's actually on the grass. Heels on the grass. Now he's moving forward a step or two. The pitch. Outside, good stop by Rudder. Uh, that, uh, that had wild pitch written all over it. 
One ball and one strike. Brody Heaton. He's had seven home runs this season. Five of them have come in 12 conference games. So he's kind of picked it up a little bit when conference play is around. Throw to first and the runner back. I don't think we have that stat, or maybe we do. I don't think we do. I uh, wonder how many times Lipscomb has been picked off. Raiders picked him off second base in the first inning. The pitch. That's a strike call. Caught the outside corner, and the count goes to one and two on Heaton. How about a strike him out, throw him out, double play. Big right-hander looks in. He's ready. Pitch to the plate. Strike three call. Heaton takes a call, third strike. And that is out number two. The second strikeout for Julian, John, and both have been called third strikes. Yeah. Now, that will tell you that the pitcher's got pretty good stuff out there. Yeah, good stuff and uh, uh, with movement. And that's so that means he's fooling some people, huh? Yeah. So with two outs, the batter is Kreider. Lipscomb still at first. I don't know what Rudder had to say. Made a quick trip to the mound and back. Might have, might have been concerning the Rudder, or perhaps it was to say, don't worry about him, let's get the batter. Kreider flied to left in the first inning, a right-handed hitter. Julian comes set. Quick throw to first, and Lipscomb back in there. Another throw to first. Lipscomb with his 28 stolen bases is only two short of the single season record at Belmont, which is 30. Oh, I think he's going to get that. <laughs> Let's just hope he doesn't get it against us tonight. And the pitch. There he goes. Rudder's throw to second is a little bit high, and he's in there. And that is... Stolen base number 29 for Lipscomb. One shy of the Belmont record. Rudder threw that one almost from his knees and yeah. made a good throw. It was just a little bit high. And the runner was in under the tag by Mabry. So one ball and no strikes to Kreider. Julian looking in. He comes set, looks back at second. Nobody there to cover, so he just fakes the throw. And Lipscomb out there, the runner saying, ah, you fooled me once. Uh. One ball, no strikes to the right-handed hitting Kreider. And the pitch, high inside, ball two. Two and zero. Oh. You know, sometimes if you're a pitcher, you just uh, there's certain guys on base. 
you just have to know that they're base stealers. And, and if you let yourself get all involved with them, you forget what you got to do at the plate. The lights are on now, John. Shadows covering the field. It'll be a while before they take much effect. There's a strike on the outside wow. corner. Good pitch from Julian. Two and one. So let's work on this batter and see if we can get out of the inning with uh, another runner on. Belmont leading one to nothing. We're in the top of the third inning. Two balls, one strike. Check of the runner and the pitch. Yeah, that's in there at the knees. Two and two. I think he changed speeds a little bit on that one. Certainly fooled uh, Kreiner. Yeah, it did. He, uh, he just looked at that one as if to say, nothing I can do with that. Two and two the count. Julian comes set outside ball three. So now a full count, three and two with two outs. This is not an automatic run for the runner at second base, but this guy, you never know. Julian checks the runner and delivers. Swing and a miss, struck him out, out of the inning. Picks up back-to-back -back strikeouts to get out of the third inning and strands the speedy Lipscomb at second base. No runs, no hits, one left. We will go to the bottom of the third, Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We go to the bottom of the third inning. Over the weekend, John, we had a uh, we had a baseball fact about the first radio broadcast. Right. You remember? Yep. From the uh, roof of right. the of the stadium, right? In Chicago, I think. But 1927, on this day, opening day, the Detroit Tigers played the Cleveland Indians, and Edwin Tyson became the first person in Detroit history to broadcast a game. He was a radio personality and began the game this way. Good afternoon, boys and girls. This is Ty Tyson speaking to you from Navin Field. <laughs> and that was kind of that was his familiar refrain for years. Well, that kind of set the template for, <laughs> for all of us to come, didn't it? 
Here is Brian Dillingham leading off the third inning. Dillingham bats from the right side, looks at the first pitch in for a strike. Brian hitting 261. Glad to have him on our as our guest on our pregame show today. Very articulate young man, and he is a senior. This is his final year. We need to make uh, Jordan Zuger uh, do a little bit of work in here, Dick. That's just, he's in the third inning. That's just his 19th pitch. Ball one was low, and now swinging a foul to the screen. And the count is one and two. Dillingham from Bradenton, Florida. Played junior college at State College of Florida. Here's the one-two pitch. And swings and misses, striking out. That is out number one in the third. And that is the first strikeout for Zucker. Here's Luke Benson, Raider center fielder, left-handed hitter. And the right-hander's pitch is Outside ball one. Are you in the, you are in the numbers a little bit, John? Here's some From numbers for yeah, okay. Luke Benson. His batting average is 222. He has two doubles, two triples, <laughs> two home runs, 12 runs batted in. And he has seven stolen bases, and his uniform number is seven. So put that in your pipe and see what comes out. Uh, uh, Probably nothing. There's that is a numerological wonder there. There's ball three oh, to Vincent. Sun is finally getting behind the press box over at Floyd Stadium. I can actually see baseball now. There's ball four inside and a four-pitch walk to the Raiders' number nine hitter. Luke Vincent takes a free trip to first base. Oh, that's the uh, first walk given up by Zuger. Raiders had men on base, uh, had singles in first and second inning. Now the walk from Benson. Uh, let's see if they, they're going to play a little run game with uh, with Benson. Fausto Lopez, the batter. Throw to first and the runner back. They know Benson can run. And Lopez with a little hitting room on the right side. Could be a little hit and run coming. Benson tried to steal against the uh, Bruins up in Nashville, got uh, thrown out, caught stealing. But he has been successful more times than not with seven out of 11. Another throw to first. And again, the runner back. (laughs) Lopez waiting patiently. Here's Zuger out of the stretch. Ground ball to third, double play ball perhaps, out at first, out at second, out at first. And that will retire the side. That is a 5-4-3 double play. Second double play pulled by the Bruins in this game in their 29th of the season. So in the inning, no runs, no hits, and nobody left. Totals after three. Belmont, one run, four hits, and no errors for the Raiders. No runs, two hits, and an error. One to nothing, Belmont, as we go to the fourth inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Mason Landers leads it off for Belmont in the fourth inning. He sent Dillingham to the warning track in right field to haul down a deep fly ball in the second. Coming into the game, hitting 407 and limited at bats. But he put a good swing on that pitch in the first inning. There's the ball fouled and caroms off the Blue Raider dugout. Strike one to Landers. We had a couple of baseballs hit to right field, one by them, one by us. It looked like they were carrying more than you thought they would. Pitch outside, one ball, one strike. To the designated hitter for the Bruins. Bruins in their red tops today, gray pants. White numerals, very easy to read those numbers, John. We appreciate that up here. Swung on, that ball's hit deep to left field. Galloway on a long run, and that foul is a foul ball. And stayed in the park. Just caromed off that fence just to the left of the foul pole. Yep. And uh, that's one you glad you have back. So how do you play him? He showed us he can hit it. I think to the warning track and right and hit it to the, to the foul pole and left. I think you just play him straight up, which is what the Raiders are doing. One ball, two strikes to Landers. Jack Julian working in his fourth inning. This pitch is fouled away to the right side. Jack went five innings uh, last week up at uh, at Lipscomb. Another foul ball. Count holding at one and two. He got better as the game went along. Yeah. Well, I think he's getting better in this one as he's gone along. He uh, certainly was not sharp uh, in that first inning and. Here's the one-two pitch and missed outside. Not quite as sharp as he was uh, up there, but uh, sharper than he was in the first inning. Two balls and two strikes. Count to Landers. Leading off the Belmont fourth inning. Strike three called, and that's three in a row struck out by Julian. 
and his fourth strikeout of the game. Three of them looking, and that means, like, uh, we talked about that uh, last inning, that means he's uh, got some movement on that fastball. You know, good hitters are gonna hit a fastball. It's when you start putting movement on it that uh, it's not quite where they expect it to, that that's when they're gonna roll over on it or uh, just miss it all together. Here's Logan Jarvis. Single in the second inning. Takes the pitch outside. One ball, no strikes. Ball two is low. Have to wonder if uh, Logan was taught to hit left-handed by his dad, who's the head coach at Belmont. He's a right-handed thrower. But you know coaches love left-handed hitters. Boy. It's amazing. I it? bet he taught him to hit left-handed from a, when he was just a wee lad. Pitch outside, ball three. In fact, Dr. Rich over here, the broadcaster for Belmont, told me that when Logan was eight, nine years old, he would come sit in the broadcast booth and he'd put the headphones on him and said the kid knew as much about baseball as he did. <laughs> said he was doing color commentary when he's eight or nine years old. Well, so was I, but just not for you. <laughs> Mainly for myself. Strike call, three and one. Yeah, you Check swing and he went. You stand out there in the front yard and you throw the ball against the front stoop and you call the ball game. Three balls, two strikes. I guess we've all done that at one time yeah. or another. Those of us who grew up loving this sport. Full count now, three and two, one out. Bases empty in the fourth. Strike three called and that was a delayed call by the home plate umpire. Logan had already thrown the bat away. He was uh, headed up the first base line. But that was a very good pitch by yeah. Jack Julian. Caught that. Inside corner, down around the knees. Rick Rudder did a good job of framing that ball up. That is four straight strikeouts now for Julian. And of his five strikeouts, four have been called third strikes. Here is Capabianco. He was safe on an error back in the second inning. Swing and a little tap foul. Back behind the plate, one strike. Last week, Julian struck out four against Lipscomb. And not in a row. Check swing and the pitch down low, one and one. Capabianco lived on Coker's era in the second inning on a line shot. Brett got the glove on it, couldn't handle it. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Missed outside, ball two. Two and one. Just past the top of the hour. I need to give you a station break here in just a moment. And a swing and a miss. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Blue Raider baseball. 
The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Two balls, two strikes, and outside ball three. Full count now to Capabianco, three and two. Dick Palmer, John Callow with you from Reese Smith Field on a chilly Tuesday evening. Two outs, bases empty. The pitch, strike three called at the knees. He slipped a fastball in there, and Capobianco took it for strike three. So he struck out the side in the fourth inning, and all on called third strikes. In the fourth, nothing across. We will go to the bottom of the fourth inning. It's Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. JT Mabry will lead it off at the bottom of the fourth inning. Lights out at the park. Might as well have some light in the press box. Huh? And, and I'm glad you did that. Mabry flied to right in the first inning. Mabry, Morgan, and Rudder against the right-hander Zuger. And there's a line shot. Did he catch that ball? No. Yes, he did. Second baseman speared wow. it. It was on the way to center field. And that was. How do you make that play? Capabianco <laughs> snagging the line drive off the bat of Mabry for out number one. Did Mabry hit that ball hard. That was not a humpback liner or a lazy liner. Here's Wyatt Morgan hit into a 4-6-3 double play back in the first inning. Morgan bats from the left side. Zuger's pitch, swing and a miss. He had his home run cut, came up empty. One to nothing, Belmont leading. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning here at Reese Smith Field. This pitch comes in low in the dirt, one and one. The pitch, swing and a ground ball. First baseman backhands it, tosses to the pitcher covering, and that is out number two. Well, we told you about Belmont's sterling fielding percentage, and so far in this game, they have shown why they have that. They have been flashing some leather. 
Well, Dick, it is up to uh, Briggs Rudder. You know, this is Wendy's inning, the Wendy's hamburger. It is the Wendy's inning. Glad you reminded me of that, John, because the Raiders got a hit in this inning. And it's going to be up to Rudder to do that. Uh, Then you will win a free single cheeseburger, courtesy of Wendy's. First pitch is in the dirt, bounces over by the Raider dugout. One ball and no strike. Strike call, took something off. Yeah. Played it right in there. One and one. That ball had a wrinkle at the end. I think it was a changeup, though, not a slider. Strike at the knees. Another off-speed pitch, and it's one ball and two strikes to Rudder. Fly to right in the second inning. I think that was the curveball. And the pitch. Check swing outside, two and two. Throw him a fastball away. He'll come back inside now with something off speed. Jordan Zuger, freshman right-hander, delivers, missed inside. And that will extend the count to three and two on Briggs Rudder. Right-hander delivers, swing and a ground ball. Stop by the third baseman, long throw to first. Boy, that is one heck of a play. Third baseman Jarvis, falling toward the foul line at third base and threw to first all in one motion to get him. I think he was on his knees when he made that throw. I think he was too. That is all in the fourth. Three up, three down for the Raiders, nothing across. We've completed four full innings. It is Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some Bunny Buns and Bunny Bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Bunny Bread. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Go to the fifth inning. Belmont leading one to nothing. Well, no hits for the Raiders in the fourth inning, so the cheeseburger lovers are going to have to wait till the next home game, which uh, is going to be a week from tonight against UT Martin. Number nine hitter Taylor will lead it off in the fifth for the Bruins. Called out on strikes in the second inning. Jack Julian on the mound. First pitch strike. Julian has struck out five in a row and six in the game, and five of the six have been called third strikes. Check swing, and it's outside. Ball one, one and one. 
Uh, one of the keys, and we talked about this uh, back early in the ball game, to those left-handed hitters. He's getting that, uh, throwing that inside pitch for uh, for strikes. He's getting that uh, inside corner. Pitches ball two to Taylor. Two balls and a strike. Taylor leading off the Belmont fifth. And the right-hander delivers, and that is swung on and foul tipped to plate. Two balls, two strikes now to Taylor. Plate umpire retrieved the baseball, looked it over good, and tossed it out of play. It'll come back. Two and two. Those baseballs are like bad pennies. at least at this level. And Julian's pitch, strike three call. He has struck out six in a row, and the last four have been called third strikes. With one out, the batter is Carson Shacklett. Slide to left, and Mabry made a great play to rob him in the second inning on a little bouncer in the infield. Shackler, the left-handed batter, and the pitch is outside. One ball, no strikes. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to strike out uh, six in a row, that means your defense can't make any errors, right? That's correct. As long as the ball's not put in play. There's ball two outside. Two and oh the count. And most of these strikeouts, John, have not come on a blazing fastball, but they've come on a variety of other pitches. Well, he's hitting his spots. Swing the ground ball to second. Mabry's got it. Over to first in time, and that is out number two in the fifth inning. Two up, two down. The batter is John Behrens. Singled and scored the only run in this game in the first inning, driven in by Heaton. That's only the second ground ball out in this ball game. Behrens fly to the left back in the third, so he's one for two. Bats him from the left side. Julian's pitch, just missed the knees, ball one. Right-hander delivers, outside ball two, two and oh. One of the things you have to worry about or be concerned about, I don't know that you're necessarily worried but with all these strikeouts, uh, that has a tendency to drive up pitch count. Ball hit into left center field. Galloway's back and makes the catch just shy of the warning track. So that is all in the fifth inning. Three up and three down. Julian is now retired. Three, six.
six, eight in a row. Nothing across in the fifth. That means we are halfway home in this game. It is Belmont one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like